on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Here's Bob Brainerd. Another first place team in their division, the American League Central. But the Brewers say no problemo and take care of business in game one of two with the Minnesota Twins. Winners tonight at American Family Field, 7-3 the final score. Welcome to Brewers Extra Innings. I am Bob Brainerd. It's Tuesday night. That's why I'm here. Dom is out of town, but he's back in town to carry you through the rest of the week as the Brewers get off on the right foot to start this homestand. Twins followed by the San Diego Padres coming in this weekend. Joined tonight by former Milwaukee Brewer hurler, lefty, South Paul Chucker, Wisconsin native Jerry Augustine. And Augie, the recipe, recipe lately has been, well, let's just rewind the tape. Sweep the White Sox in Chicago, but then get swept by the Dodgers in L.A. Sweep the Rangers down in Texas. So you're kind of thinking, well, this is where things go back and the pendulum shifts. But I got to give the Brewers credit. They they kind of carry that momentum over from what they did in Texas, even though they had a day off to think about it on Monday. Well, I tell you what, you, you look at what this ball club does has done since they were in, in in L.A. Things weren't just nothing was going right. They just couldn't get the big base hits. Uh, the Texas uh, uh, L.A. Dodgers were just swinging the bat very well, playing great defense against the Brewers. They go into Texas, they sweep Texas. And you look like you just said, Bobby, you know, with the runners in scoring position, the last four games, they're 17 for 39. That's a 430 clip. That's a, when you're swinging the bat, you got runners on base and you're advancing them and getting base hits. You're going to score runs. And that's what we've been looking for from this offense. And it's really paid off the last four ball games. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that number jumps off the page, Augie, that you just dispensed because. We know it has been tough with runners in scoring position for the Brewers to get them in home and push them across, but lately they've they have found the recipe. I'm looking at the box score, Augie, and every single player except Joey Weimer had a base hit. One base hit. They had eight total, and the top eight guys in the batting card all had one base hit, so Weimer didn't get a hit. Otherwise, he would be nine for nine. That's incredible. Yeah, you don't like the at-bats. You know, you look at this ball club, we all know that, you know, one of the things you want to do is when you get runners in scoring position or you have a good at-bat, you got something starting in the beginning inning where you get guys on base, you want to put the ball in play. And I think that was one thing that we have seen, not only in Texas, it seems like it was at Texas also, because Texas, Texas has a good pitching staff. But tonight, they got they got an opportunity in that, in that sixth inning to get guys on base. And what did they do? Good at-bats, good two-strike at-bats. Hitting the ball the other way, we saw a lot of balls hit to the opposite field. That's when you're being patient at the plate, taking what you're given, and putting the ball in play. And the Brewers did that tonight, just as they've done the last four ball games. And this is something that we've been waiting for all season long when you look at what this club has been hitting with runners in scoring position most of the year, right in that 230, 240 level, have now increased that in the last three or four weeks. Now they're hitting about 260 with runners in scoring position. Runners in scoring position. That's going to play big for this ball club down there, especially when you get into September. Yeah, and September just around the corner. He is Jerry Augustine. I'm Bob Brainerd. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Back to that sixth inning, Augie, when they played it five runs. There wasn't a hard hit ball in the inning at all. But, 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 big but here. Not big but, but you, you get it. 
the infield is drawn in, and we all know what happens when the infield's drawn in. Uh, batting averages, you're, you have the opportunity to make things happen. And I like the Brewers' approach because, yeah, they didn't smoke the baseball, Augie, but they did what they had to do with the infield in. You just try to put it in play. It was interesting how the, how Minnesota approached that with bringing the bring the infield in. I didn't quite understand it. You know what you want to do is play back. They had an opportunity. They had runners on first and third and and trying up, and they still brought the infield in. And Trang was able to get the ball in the air, and, and Korea just got the ball glancing off his glove. But when you look at what this ball what this ball team did tonight, especially in that in that in that inning where they scored the sixth inning. They put the ball in play. Good things happen when you put the ball in play. And that's what the Brewers did tonight. They put the ball in play. They had good at-bats. They were, they took what they were given, hitting the ball the opposite way. And when you do those things, good things are going to happen. And tonight it sure paid off because they got five singles or six singles in a row, were able to put up the, the five runs, and that was a difference in the ball game. Augie, I, I know it's – you know what what Baldelli is doing. It, it I mean, is a little bit of a head scratcher, but I, I I also understand it. As a pitcher, um, do you hate when the infield is in? Do you do you just understand it and have to bite the bullet and and fight the fight? What is a pitcher's mentality when he knows those guys are right? They're they're creeping down his neck. Do they like it? Do they understand it? Do they hate it? What? Okay, you're really put in a tough position. I think sometimes when you're runners are like on third base and there's less than two outs, you kind of understand what's going on. And you, what you try to do is you try to pitch to the ground ball. But in those situations that they were in tonight, it really puts a pitcher in a tough position because you have to make good pitches. Number one, you have to decide as a pitcher, what are you going to do? Am I going to go for the ground ball and have them put it in play? Or am I get in a position where I can go for the strikeout in I think that's why you have to appreciate what the Brewers, Brewers' offense did today. I thought Canna did a great job of fighting off a pitch on the inside part of play, driving it the other way. Tyrone Taylor did the same thing. Terang got a ball that he could handle away from him. And Anderson, this is a guy that we know coming down coming down in the next month that we're going to need him playing third base and doing much better with on the offense side of the ball. They put the ball in play. But as a pitcher, you have to decide on what you want to do, how you're going to pitch him. You get the ball up, what does that do? Induces usually five balls. So you got to think down in the zone. You get behind an account. You got to throw strikes. And that's a, it was a tough position for, for the Minnesota pitcher to be, to be in in that inning. I think what Floral was trying to do, he was trying to go for a strikeout, but getting balls in the middle part of the plate, the all Brewers offense did a nice job of putting them in play. Augie Tyrone Taylor, one for three tonight, drove in a run. Willie Adamas, of course, the two run home run, one for four plating a pair. When you watch those two guys, because we, we know all about the struggles that Taylor and Adamas have had this season, but of late, starting to look more comfortable at the plate and being more productive, certainly. When you watch them, Augie, do you see anything different, or is it maybe just a mental mindset that they're in a more comfortable place? I do see Tyrone Taylor as being much, much more patient at the plate, waiting for a pitch. And, you know, we always talk in the game of baseball, what do you do to help yourself be a better baseball player? Everybody talks about it. Slow the game down. Let the game come to you a little bit more. We see that Adamas on the defensive side of the ball, uh, on the defensive side of the ball at shortstop. He just relaxed. He makes the play. He knows where he has to go, and he makes the play. Offensively, I think sometimes he gets a little aggressive, and when he gets aggressive, he has a tendency to go for that 
good slider on the outside for the plate, the ball down, which is very tough to very tough to hit. Although they made a nice pitch up and in on him, which they struck him out with tonight. But it seems like he's getting a little bit more patient, a little bit more selective and trying to work the count where he can get a good pitch to hit. But I think Tyrone Taylor over the last two weeks has just swung the bat very well. Patient at the plate, taking what is what is pitch and putting the ball in play. Not thinking about driving the ball for a home run, but putting the ball in play, and it's really paid off. Same thing with Willie, too. Uh, we, we know that a couple weeks ago, Craig Council said, time for a break. Sat him down for two consecutive games. It wasn't injury-related. And ever since then, I mean, it only took two games, but ever since then, it seems like Willie has just been as comfortable as Taylor has. Yeah, he has. And I think, you know, the one thing we, that we really like about Willie Adamas is just the, the way he style of play. He goes out there, he's always in the game. Defensively, he's he's always never going to give up on his defensive side of the ball. But on the offensive side, when we see Willie Adamas not trying to pull everything, not trying to drive the ball in the ballpark, but being able to hit the ball the opposite way is really when he has to has success. And you know, there's times when pitchers make good pitches. Uh, uh, tonight we saw some really good slide pitches, slide ball pitches on the outside part of the play where Dusty hit. But you know what? Guy made a mistake in the middle of the play. What does he do? Drives the ball out of the ballpark. And you could see him his other times at the plate. Trying to slow the game down. Trying to be patient. Trying to hit the baller's pitch because they know once they get ahead of him on the inside, they're going to throw breaking balls away. And he's just trying to adapt to that. But we really need him to step up. And i tell you what, I think the last couple, couple games he's been swinging the bat much better. He is Jerry Augustine. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank. Also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank National Association member FDIC. We know it's late, Brewer fans. You're probably in your pajamas. Augie is, but we've only just begun here on Brewers Extra Innings. When we come back, our player of the game and so much more. Tuesday night, Bob Brainerd in for Dom, along with Cherry Augustine. This is Brewers Extra Innings. We are talking about a 7-3 victory at American Family Field over the Minnesota Twins. We talked about the offense tonight, Augie. They sprayed the baseball all over the park, especially in the sixth inning. Now for the pitching, and Wade Miley, I thought, was pretty Wade Miley-esque. I, you know, the, the two-run home run in the second inning, but kind of settled in and settled down after that, didn't he? We did. I, I just want to bring up one part here before we go on into the pitching, Bobby. Yes. Is, and you look at you look at that lineup tonight, and I thought Craig Council did an outstanding job, and I was going to bring it up before, and I wrote it in my notes, and I just didn't look at my notes. But what does he do? He takes Santana, who's swinging the bat, a switch hitter, swinging the bat very well, puts him in that third slot. What does he do? Puts Adamas hitting in the fourth slot, and then takes Canna, who's a good at bat guy. He's the kind of guy who puts the ball in play, gives you a good at bat, and puts uh, sandwiches, Adamas, between them. And I think that's going to help Adamas also. So uh, kudos to Craig Council for putting these two guys, who guys who come in, in uh, via trade uh, right before the trade deadline, have come in and really made a big difference. Right now, we see tonight where he sticks him in the sandwiches, Adamas in there, and that's going to help Adamas as we go along. I just wanted to bring up that point because I thought it made a big difference in the way Adamas has been swinging the bat. And having those two guys the way they've been swinging, and 
helping the Brewers, I, I think it's made a big difference. Yeah, no, no. Uh, point well taken, Augie, because we know that Canna and Santana when they were acquired, it was a little bit of a slog for them to get used to their surroundings and kind of figure things out. And, you know, there, there was some grumbling, you know, by the baseball fans in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, saying, oh, you know, we got these guys to hit. They're not hitting. But we, we talked about comfort zone uh, with, with a Taylor. Comfort zone with Willie Adamas looking more comfortable at the plate. Now I think I agree with you. I think both of these trade pieces are starting to feel comfortable wearing Milwaukee Brewer uniforms. I agree with you. I think that's a great point, Bobby. And I think when you when you talk when you talk about putting those two guys in and doing the job that they they've been doing, uh, they understand that what what this team is like and what they have to do to help this ball club. And it's that veteran leadership that always that always makes a big difference. When we get into the, the September, some of these young guys are not used to it yet. But boy, you get the Brian Andersons and you get the Santanas and you get you get the Canas. They've been there before. They've understand that. And that's going to make a big deal as this team goes in in the next seven or eight games. They get into September, it's going to make a big, big difference. Yeah, okay, so now, Augie, pitching. Wade Miley, again, two-run home run given up in the second inning after the Brewers gave him a two-run cushion, so that evaporates. But, I, you know, again, it was kind of a typical Wade Miley game. Not flashy, but he gets them through the first five and only gives up the three runs. Yeah, you know... I, you know, Wade Miley's a little guy that you enjoy watching pitching because it's it's artistic the way he goes about it, and he's the type of guy when you talk about him, when you po- talk about fastballs up or harder pitches up, slower pitches down. That's his style of pitching. Every once in a while, he'll throw a little breaking ball up uh, up in the zone, but his strength comes from being able to command the strike zone or that cutter that curveball slider down in the zone and being able to throw a little cut fastball, his little two-seam or four-seam fastball up in the strike zone. And I thought in the beginning of the game, he was dead on. The first inning, I thought he threw the ball masterfully. He made a mistake. The Vasquez got the ball up over the plate, and he was able to hit it out of the ballpark. But I think all in all, you see the job that he did tonight. He did exactly what the Brewers needed him to do. Keep the team in the ball game, and I thought he threw the ball very well. He he throws, as you know, he throws quickly. You know, he's very efficient. You know, games that Wade Miley works, at least his innings, go quickly. It, it, it seems he, he's like a rhythm guy, right? I mean, he needs to work quick. He needs to kind of stay in rhythm to have success. He likes pacing Certain guys that go out there, you go and watch them, and you go, you know, before they had the timing with the pitcher, they go out and they pitch those games that are, an hour and 50 minutes or two hours and 20 minutes, and you go, wow, that was fast. And Wade Miley is that style of guy. He likes to get the ball. He doesn't like to take a long time. He understands how he wants to do what he wants to do. But when you get his success when he's pitching, it's not only pitching with good pace and rhythm. It's the ability to pitch with his soft stuff down, throwing it for strikes, and fast stuff up being able to throw that cutter. And he did that well tonight. I thought he made a mistake at basket, I'll get it, like we said. But I'll tell you, overall, he threw the ball very well, giving up just the three runs and kept the team in the ball game. And that's one thing that he will always do. Yeah, And then, of course, we've talked about the offense, you know, with the explosion in the sixth inning. And because of that, the Brewer bullpen after Miley, you go Wilson, Milner, and McGill – Two innings, one inning, one inning. So they cover the last four innings, Augie, and between those three guys, they only give up two base hits. Wilson was really good in his two innings. Three strikeouts, nothing allowed. And that's what, so you, you, every time you look in a, 
you you go and you look up look up in the box scores of all the games. When you see the starters and the starters going, and our starters are done a good job. I think we have one of the best starters of of anybody in baseball. But I think we're as good, if not better, in that bullpen. You see these guys come in. Very seldom do you ever have them come in. You see a lot of base on balls. Every once in a while, a guy loses a guy and a guy will get a walk. But they come in, they throw strikes, they pitch ahead. One of the keys of pitching out of a bullpen is be able to come in and pitch the strikes. That's what was so pleasant about McGill in that ninth inning. He came in tonight. Here's a guy throwing 101, 100. He can get to that triple digit. But he usually has a little bit of a problem commanding strikes. So tonight was in the strike zone the whole inning and throwing, the, throwing some pitches 101, 100. You get those guys coming in the game, throwing strikes like Wilson has done, Bryce Williams. Wilson, where would we be without him, what he's done in the bullpen? And Milner has been so consistent. But they come in, they throw strikes, and they pitch ahead. When you do that, you're going to be successful. And that's a big reason why I think the Brewers' bullpen is probably the best in all of baseball. Yeah, it's it, it came around tonight. It, it, it worked tonight. And little byproduct of what happened, because the offense put a five spot up in the sixth inning, and because those three guys after Miley did what they did, Devin Williams didn't have to see the field, Augie. That's huge. When the offense and the bullpen in front of him, they say, look, we're going to take care of business here. You don't have to pitch tonight. And he needed a breather. So that those two factors really came together to keep Williams from seeing the field. That's a great point, Bob. And when you talk about, about this ball club, and when they went out and they scored they scored the five runs like, like they did in that, in that sixth inning, Bryce Wilson was able to go out and pitch pitch multi innings. He's one guy in that bullpen that can go out and give you two or three innings, and you you feel comfortable what what he can do. And by Bryce being able to go out and pitch that second inning, then have Hobie come in and pitch the inning, and along with McGill finishing it off, you're in a position because you one thing about this Minnesota team, we know that they can strike and they can strike fast. They showed us that what they can do up in Minnesota by scoring a bunch of runs in the ninth inning to beat us one game, and it, it can happen. So. Being able to go out, I thought Bryce Wilson was a key to the game, going out and giving that first inning, but the second inning was even more important, and he went out, he threw that zero up there and set the stage for Milner and McGill. So Augie and I agree. We're going to give Bryce Wilson our player of the game for what he did. Two innings of work, gave up nothing, struck out three Minnesota Twins. He is our player of the game. It's brought to you by the Salvation Army. Brewers fans, every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter meals, and support to those in need. Your donations make a difference. Visit them at samilwaukee.org to help today. When we come back in Brewers Extra Innings, Augie and I will take a look ahead as the Brewers extend their lead in the NL Central. The final at American Family Field tonight. It was a warm one, and the Brewers heating up by scoring five runs in the sixth inning. Minnesota led it at that point in the top of the fifth, 3-2, to two, but the Brewers got a five-burger and went on to win it by the final score of 7-3. to three. I'm Bob Brainerd, in for Dom, joined by former Brewer pitcher Jerry Augustine. And Augie, what I like about what is happening here this past weekend and then again tonight is that, look, we all know what the schedule says for next week. We all know what's lurking. It's a three-game series at Wrigley Field with the Chicago Cubs. So as members of the media, as fans, we all know, and we're all anticipating, and we're licking our chops and thinking, oh, you know, what if? You know, but, but, and you played this game, players don't 
think that, do they? I mean, do they know? Do, do they know it's lurking? Do Or are they just blinders on, it's the Twins tonight, and we don't even know who's on the schedule? I think they just play. you play one day at a time. I think that's the number one thing you always do when you get to the major leagues. It's, you know, no game is going to be easy. There's no rollovers of any ball club. And when you look at the schedule coming up, uh, that they have coming up, Minnesota, yes, tomorrow. And then they got San Diego, which I think is going to be a really an interesting series this, this coming weekend. And then you got the Cubbies. The Cubbies is going to be a, a fun, a fun series to watch it down in, down in Chicago. But after that, you got Philly and Pittsburgh and the Yankees and Miami play seven. You, you got Washington, uh, coming in here. You got to remember Washington played the Brewers really tough. So when you get into that, that pennant drive, Boy, every series, every game is important, and the, you, every day is like playoff baseball, and it's, it brings a special meaning in you because you're down to 30 games, then you're down to 20 and 25 games, and, and all these things happen. And uh, But it's going to be special, and you, the last month is not an easy month for the Brewers. They're going to have to go out and play really good, sound baseball, but I really like what they're doing now. Their pitching is really coming around. Their bullpen is settling in. They can shorten the game with that great bullpen that they have at the end with, with, with uh, Devin Williams. But I'm going to tell you what, offensively, they're starting to swing the bat, put runs out, runs out, runners on base, moving them over, getting them in, and that's so important. They start scoring some runs, and this ball club is going to be do, do just fine. But there are no eerie, easy series or easy games. Every yep. game has meaning from now on. Yeah, I, w- I would agree, Augie. Um, you, you mentioned swinging the bat and starting to, to look a little bit better at the plate going to be critical here in in the month of September. Um, no doubt about it. No no matter if they're playing the Cubs like they will next week or any of the other team. You know, you mentioned Miami who's in the chase for the wild card. You mentioned Philadelphia who's who's in the thick of that as as well. Do do, do baseball players change when it's September and they're in the hunt? And by, and by change Augie, I mean is is there a different vibe in the clubhouse? Is there a different feel when you go to the plate? Do do, do you know? Do do they nod up a little bit more? Or is is there anything different? Or does September, even if you're in a pennant chase and you know that there's a reward at the end, do you still do guys still play the game the same way? Or is there a different air in the air? You know what? I think September is always what they call the intense month. It's always like, hey. There's meaning behind everything that you do in the game of baseball. It was no matter whether you're in first place or you're in last place or you get an opportunity or you don't have the opportunity. Every game means something because you know if you're battling for a playoff position or a wild card spot, that every game, every win does mean something that gets you closer with an opportunity to go to postseason. What does everybody want to do? They want to play in the postseason. But even if you don't have that opportunity, you have a chance to make a difference. You have a chance to show, show that team that you're playing for that, you know what, I'm going to play 100%. We're going to go out and play as hard as we can, and we're going to make a difference in who makes the, makes the playoffs. Every team feels that way. So I think when you get to the month of September, and I say August is usually a dog days, and yeah, it is that way. But as you're building up for September, the intensity r- r- rises. And every game means more. And then, boy, you get several series with guy teams that have an opportunity to get to the playoffs. All of a sudden, you hear that little phrase, playoff baseball. And that's what it feels like. And I think September is, a, is the best month of baseball. It makes it so fun because everything means a lot. Augie, what was September in 1982 like for this ball club? Intense. 
All intense. I mean, everything was talking. We went into Boston thinking, what do we have to do? We go out of, go into Boston before going into a a five game series against uh, against uh, the Baltimore Orioles, saying that you know we just got to take two out of three. We did that. We go into Baltimore thinking we just got to win one game and it's over. And all of a sudden, Baltimore t- took it to us for four games. Or that we had, we had a, a night game, a doubleheader, and a day game. I think it was four games that we had to play, and it all came down to Don Sutton, Don Sutton, Jim Palmer. Their last day, it was intense, but boy, it heats up. The intensity was there. It was playoff baseball. Every game was was meant a lot. You went out there and tried to do the best you can. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was. It's really a neat feeling that every game you look at that scoreboard just to see what the other team is doing. But yet, you have to take care of what you're doing, and that's most important. Ooh, I got goosebumps just listening to you talk about about '82 all all over wow. again because because that's you know what, Augie, um, and I'm sure you've been approached and, and and fans have talked to you about it. That's what it was like in '82 for the fans too. They were chewing their fingernails and they were they were fighting the good fight with you guys in '82. Yeah, we, you know, you talk, you know, players talk and they know what's going on and you see what the schedule is and you know that what, what, what the schedule ahead is going to be. But still, you know, as hard as the month is, Bob, when you look at, at September, you look at the Brewers and say, wow, that's not an easy schedule. Nothing means more than the Minnesota game tomorrow. And that's the hardest thing about the game of baseball is that you look at, look ahead of who you have to play. You really have to take care of where you're at at this time. They got a they got a Minnesota team that's in first place and they got to win they got to go and try to win tomorrow. But after that, San Diego comes comes in and they've got a good offensive ball club and they want to make a difference because they still feel they have an opportunity. So it just intensifies. And then you got the Cubs. Anytime you play the Cubs, it intensifies. So it's going to get real. It's going to be a lot of fun. The next seven games before we get into September are going to be a lot of fun. But when September rolls around, starting with Philadelphia. It really gets intense. Brewers now sixty nine and fifty seven. Augie twelve. First time they've been twelve games over five hundred this season. The Twins are now sixty five and sixty one, but they're still in first place in their division. Before I let you go, night night. Let's talk about tomorrow afternoon's <laughs> game. <laughs> you told me you're in your pajamas. I, I'm just. I'm jealous. I am. I am. I'm jealous. Um, tomorrow afternoon, uh, Kenta Maeda for the Twins, Corbin Burns for the Brewers. Last time out in L.A., uh, it, it went for naught, but but he was really vintage Corbin Burns. They need that again tomorrow, don't they? And they sure do. And and, and Corbin no understands that he's getting to the the, the the time of the year where everything means a lot. And the one thing we always know about Corbin Burns is that you know he's going to go out there and he's going to he's going to give you everything he's got. He's going to not give in. He's just going to pitch as long as he can, as hard as he can, and he's going to give you everything he got. The one thing I have really noticed about Corbin Burns is when he goes in, in the game, he's built upon three pitches, and we all know those pitches. He's got a curveball. He's got a slider, which he's changed a little bit, the, the, the arc of the slider a little bit, and he's got his cutter. But those three pitches make Corbin Burns. When he goes in and he has that good curveball early in the ball game, boy, he's going to be lights out. But every once in a while, he has to fight himself a little bit and find it. I think the curveball is a key to his pitching, although he doesn't throw it a lot. It's a key that sets up that cutter. But he has a great fastball. He has a great changeup. But it, when he gets in the ballgame, commanding of those three pitches are so important, and they're going to be really important against this Minnesota team because they're aggressive, and they're, 
they're a good hitting ball club, and you have to go out, you have to pitch ahead against Minnesota, and tomorrow Corbin's going to have to do that. Ooh, and it's going to be hot and sweaty and humid and stinky at American Family Field tomorrow, high in the 90s. Just a great day to pitch. I mean, you go through those games, and uh, I can remember pitching in warm weather, and most of the time when we get no-style weathers was in Texas, you'd go through two and three uniform tops a game. And that happens because you're so intense and you're working so hard. So tomorrow's going to be a good game. It's going to be a day game, and uh, it's going to be warm. Everybody's going to be intensifying. Intensity is going to be up a little bit. The Twins need to split this series. The Brewers need to sweep the series. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Augie, I'm picturing you, your pajamas. Do they have horses on? Do they do they have like Barrel Man logos? What 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 are we sporting? No, but, <laughs> but if I ever found those, Bob, I would wear them. No <laughs> doubt in my mind. And you know I would, the type of person I am. So uh, I just have my little little sweat jammies on. But I'm, I'm you know, if I, if I go into Brewer's uh, store and they have pajamas that have the little barrel on it, barrel guy on it with all the Brewer guys on, on it, there's no doubt that I would have a set of those. Okay. Challenge accepted. If there's anybody out there, that knows someone that can sew some pajamas with the Barrel Man logo, Augie will wear them and we'll put it on the show. Oh, I'll do that in a heartbeat. I'd be honored to do that. <laughs> All right. Sweet dreams, my friend. Thanks for joining us tonight. All right, Bob. Always great being with you. And a great win for the Brewers. Let's go win one tomorrow. Absolutely. He's Jerry Augustine. Our show is presented by Annex Wealth Management Investment, Retirement Tax, and Estate Planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. AnnexWealth.com is where you find them on the web. When we come back... On Brewers Extra Innings, Craig Council was a happy manager tonight. We'll hear from the skipper next. Steamy American Family Field tonight in Milwaukee. The Brewers over the Twins. By the way, the old National Bank talking text line is wide open here this Tuesday night. 855-616-1620. James on the south side knew that phone number, which is why he called in to Brewers Extra Innings. Hello, James. Yes, Bob. Now, uh, tomorrow's going to be hot and steamy. Would you cancel the game, or would you move it up from a 1 o'clock game, 1 o'clock time, uh, till maybe 7.30 or 9, 8.30 or 9 o'clock game tomorrow night? Be less uh, less humid and be more comfortable for fans and also for the, the players. What would, you, what would you do? What would I do? Um, I would do exactly what the Brewers are going to do, which means they're going to play the game at 1.10 p.m. tomorrow, and here's why, Okay. It's a day. Okay. It's it's a scheduled day game. It's it's a getaway day for the Twins, which teams accommodate other teams by having day games to end end a series. Also, you you have to remember games in Texas when the when the Rangers used to play without having a roof over there. I mean, they played in stifling heat, even when it was nighttime. The temperatures could be in the high nineties, pushing hundred degrees for night games, and then day games. We're just crazy hot down there. So it's not like this would be the first time that there'd be a day game and the temperatures temperatures would be in the high nineties. It, it happens all over baseball with teams that don't have a roof and they don't they just don't move it because of hot weather. Now, James, I will also point out we were we heard from Jerry Augustine in the, in the segment prior, and Jer- and when we said, "Boy, it's going to be a hot one tomorrow," Jerry said, "Love it." He goes, "Pitchers love." 
when it's hot weather because it's easy for them to get loose. They don't cramp up. They, I mean, I mean, there, there's there's relative low pressure on the arm because, again, doesn't take much to get loose. And yeah, they sweat a lot. They go through a lot of jerseys, which is what Augie said. But from a pitching standpoint, advantage pitcher when it's warm weather. Okay. Uh, all right. Hey, it was a nice win tonight, wasn't it? Yeah. It sure it sure was, James. Because and here's why: because the team had a day off after they got the sweep in Texas. You want to keep that momentum going. Well, you get a day off, and so you're you're kind of thinking going into this one. Well, maybe everybody hits the reset button. No, the Brewers didn't do that. They kept the momentum going. They've now won four in a row. The Cubs lose tonight, so they have a three and a half game lead. So yes, great way to kick off this two game set with the Minnesota Twins. Thanks so much for the call, James. Thank you, Bob. Bye. So, as promised, Craig Council, manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, had a lot to say and a lot of good things to say about his ball club tonight after beating the Twins 7-3. to well, It's payback. I mean, it, we caught some breaks that inning, no question about it. Um, some softly hit balls, found some holes, um, but kept putting it in play. And, and, you know, once in a while you get rewarded for that. That's, that's the old adage of why you want to put the ball in play because um, sometimes something good can happen and that's what happened tonight for us. Was part of that inning too seeing a new arm out there? It looked like the second time you were over was kind of figuring some stuff out. Um, well, he's he's a good pitcher. Um, not, I mean, you know, he, he made a mistake to, to Willie in the first and um, you know, we, we got another another rally going again, but he's 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 having a really nice year. He's a, he's a good pitcher. Um so, you know, I thought that the key kind of was, you know, William and Carlos getting on and, and creating trouble in that inning. Um, and then we, we just took advantage of it after that. What's, what's it been for Tyra in these last four or five games? It seems he's kind of bound a group. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he had a ball fall tonight. Um, you know, he's getting consistent at bats and, and he's producing. How about, you know, what Mark Hanna's done over this stretch as well, just, you know, being able to be productive with guys on base? Yeah, I mean, the big thing is let's get guys on base, you know, up, up ahead of them and then make, make it tough innings. And, um, you know, he, Mark has a tough at bat. That's, that's kind of what he's known for is his tough at bats. And um, he did a nice job with it. I, I thought the other thing is Bryce Wilson, you know, giving us two innings there in the, in the middle when you're down, um, you know, that, Keeps just keeps the score there. Take the lead. He has another nice inning. Um, that, that was a big part of the game as well. What has he kind of meant for you this season? Just his ability to pitch multiple innings. Yeah, I mean multiple innings. He's very you know resilient. His arms very resilient. Able to come back. Um, and you know I think I think our bullpen he's leading our bullpen in innings. Um, and so. That just his ability to pitch a lot, um, kind of be the glue for guys, cover innings. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of value in what Bryce has done that we don't have numbers for. Um, we don't have an analytic for it. Um, that we can't measure necessarily, but he's saving other guys' pitches. Um, he's keeping us in games, um, and, and tonight he, you know, was the bridge to a to a win. Um, he's put together a really nice season. With some of the uneasiness in the ninth inning in that Rangers series, how nice was it for McGill just coming and do his job and keep it up? Yeah, I mean, Trevor's throwing the ball really well. I mean, that's that's four outings in a row where it's it's been really lights out in my opinion. So, um, you know, I'm, 
got to keep him locked in. We've got a guy in a good place right now. I was going to ask you, what do you think the difference has been with him just the road trip? And- yeah, yeah, I mean, he's confident right now. That's the one thing I, I, that you notice on the mound, and he's throwing a ton of strikes. Um, and um, But I think his confidence is is high right now um and and that's what it feels like uh, as much as that's what he's given off as much as anything yeah i mean you look at what the brewers did tonight and we talked about this with jerry augustine the fact that you look at the lineup card and top eight hitters all had one base hit uh, joey weimer was the only player tonight in the lineup card that for craig council that did not have a base hit but everybody else had one base hit there's your eight hits, seven runs on eight hits. So there's your contribution from everybody. And then the bullpen, uh, piggybacking off of Wade Miley going five innings. That's what you call a true team effort. That's why Craig Council was peppered with the questions about all the guys on his batting card, and then Miley, and then the bullpen. A true team effort by the Milwaukee Brewers. little bang from Willie Adamas after that. Plink here, plunk there. Got it done with that five-run six. That's how they got it done, and they went it seven to three. So our segment here, whenever we hear from Craig Council, is brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. And we're supposed to talk about who's hot, who's cold. Well, again, who's hot, it would have been everybody tonight. That was everybody literally chipping in with eight of the nine guys getting a base hit. And then four pitchers combining, Miley starting, and then the three guys after that to get the job done and not have to touch Devin Williams in this one. So who's hot? That would be all the Brewer hitters on a hot evening and going to be a hot one tomorrow. And who's cool? Well, we hope who's cool are the fans tomorrow because, as James from the South Side said, well, maybe you move the game because it's more comfortable for the fans. Fans, if you're going to the game tomorrow, bring your fans. Make sure you have hydration. Make sure you stay cool however you can. Get in the shade portion of American Family Field. Hey, and listen, we don't know either. There's a roof. It's not air-conditioned at American Family Field. But if you can get the sun out by closing the roof, maybe on the corners, and keep it a little cooler for the fans, for the players on the field, That might be done as well. We'll have to wait and see what the Brewers do. Or maybe they want to roast the Twins. Who knows? Um, But the weather will be warm. So, again, if you're attending the game, stay cool, fans in the stands. And, again, all this is brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Their sale is now extended. You get up to 1000 bucks off on a Dakin furnace or an AC unit through the end of the month. Financing is available as well. Schedule your opponent today at Cider.com. That's Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Brewers win the first of two with the Minnesota Twins. 7-3 was the final score tonight. When we come back on Brewers Extra Innings, in case you didn't hear, Euchre and company call it at the ball yard tonight. We've got the highlights for you. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Bob Brainerd. I'm in for Dom. He's going to check back in here soon. Brewers win it tonight here. Game one of two with the Twins in Milwaukee. 7-3 the final score. It started in the first inning with Willie Adamas going yard. And the pitch. Hit to left and deep. Get up! Get up! 
It was short-lived, however. Christian Vazquez took Wade Miley deep in the top of the second inning. That tied it at two. Minnesota added another run to take the lead in the fourth inning. Three to two was the score heading to the bottom of the sixth. That's when the Brewers began to hit with runners in scoring position. You heard me right. It was one hit after another after another, starting with this. Here he comes. Bouncer hit to right. Base hit. Here comes Contreras. The throw going to third, and it gets by. But backed up by Dylan Floro. That puts Tana at second, but Santana at third, and the game tied at three apiece. So Mark Hanna ties it, but the Brewers weren't done yet plinking and plunking their way. Floral ready in for Tyrone. Shallow right, little flare, base hit. And the throw coming home, and a run's going to score. Four, three, twins on a little pop fly base hit. Nothing hit hard in this inning, but with the infield in, the Brewers took advantage. And the pitch. Runner goes. Swinging a liner. Off the glove of Correa. One run's going to score, and they'll hold. Runner at third, and wisely so. Canna is in. Brewers add one more. And a wise hold by Jason Lane, Brewers' third base coach, on Tyrone Taylor. But Taylor wasn't stranded there for long. New sign, Dylan Floro deals. Bouncer up the middle, base hit. Two more runs are going to score. Ryan Anderson comes through with a base hit. Right up the middle with the infield drawn up. No chance for Correa or Polanco on that one. So the Brewers, again, the top eight hitters in the lineup tonight, all had one base hit. They had all eight hits in the ballgame. Only Weimer didn't have a base hit, but it didn't matter. Seven runs and eight hits, and the Brewers get the job done with that five-run sixth inning, winning it 7-3. When we come back on Brewers Extra Innings, we'll get you set for an afternoon delight at American Family Field tomorrow. Brewers and Twins in Game 2. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Bob in for Tom. 7-3, your final score at American Family Field. So the Brewers won their fourth straight ball game. They had a day off yesterday. Chance to chill after coming home from that long road trip that took them to Chicago, Los Angeles, and down to Texas. So the three-game sweep of the Rangers and then the win tonight against the Minnesota Twins makes it a four-game win streak. What does that do to the standings in the division? Well, we have the answer as well because the Detroit Tigers took care of the Chicago Cubs earlier this evening. Tigers were a winner 8-6 to in Detroit over the Cubs. So couple that with the Brewers beating the Twins and Milwaukee has a three-and-a-half game lead on the second-place Chicago Cubs. The game just went final out west and I'm making sure nothing crazy happened, producer Matt. Uh, did it? Cincinnati with a 4-3 victory 4-3 over vi- the Angels. There you go. It, yeah, just one final, and, and the Reds hang on to defeat the Angels. By the way, Mike Trout uh, came off the uh, IL today, so they're hoping that Trout is 
a key in the final month of the season to try to get the Angels into the wild card, but they have they have a lot of work to do over there on the American League side. But um, the Reds, winners out west, so they pick up a half game um, in the standings, not on the Brewers, but they stay four games behind. This is why I check with Matt late at night, because math is hard, especially late at night, but the standings now in the NL Central should be met. Brewers on top. Three and a half games on Chicago, who's in second place, and the Reds four games back in third place. Am I right? You are correct. All right. Very good. So those series, Detroit and Chicago, will continue, as will the Reds out in Anaheim taking on the Angels. So the Brewers, meantime, will have game two of their short two-game set with the Minnesota Twins. And then they get another day off. Very unusual scheduling, having the Monday off to come off of the road trip and relax there, but then also having the day off coming up on Thursday and then continuing the homestand with the San Diego Padres. But game two tomorrow is an afternoon affair. One ten p.m. is game time at American Family Field, which means the pregame programming begins at 12.35 here on 620 WTMJ and along the Brewer Network. Kenta Maeda will be the starting pitcher for the Minnesota Twins. He is 3-7 and seven on the year. 4.13 ERA. He missed a lot of the year with an injury. So he's he, he came back, but he's still trying to kind of find himself on the mound, find the, the formula that the Twins are used to when they obtained him a couple years ago. And Corbin Burns goes for the Brewers. 9-6 and six is his mark, an ERA of 3.43. But, Matt, we talked with Augie about this, and what we saw out of Corbin Burns when he pitched in L.A. didn't get the win, but he certainly gave the maximum effort in that game. They will need that again tomorrow afternoon, won't they? Yeah, they'll need Corbin Burns to be on his A game, and they're also going to need to combine that with the offense that they had tonight. They can't afford to have the race go out on the hill and then have an L go up on the scoreboard. Two starts in a row for Corbin Burns, and they need to build some confidence with Burns because his next start is going to be on national TV in the Windy City in a very pivotal game for the Brewers. Yeah, that's how the rotation is setting up for the Brewers and Cubs in Chicago. But that's next week. Uh, A point that we had James from the South Side call in, he was concerned about the heat tomorrow with a day game and temperatures are supposed to be in the high 90s, very humid, thick air tomorrow. And one of the things that we didn't talk about was the fact that Corbin Burns, we've seen him, I think it was was it in Cincinnati Chicago? in Cincinnati, yeah. And they had a, a now this was a night game, but it was really heavy air. The humidity was thick that night, and Corbin was really struggling with the heat. I'm sure Matt, that's something that the Brewers staff is already talking about, and they will monitor in the game tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, Craig Council actually mentioned it this morning on Wisconsin's Morning News that he has a plan in place. The AT staff has plans in place uh, to protect not only Corbin Burns, not only, I'm assuming it'll be Victor Caratini behind the plate, considering that he's his personal catcher, but to protect all the players from the excessive heat. And I think that after what happened in Cincinnati, the AT staff has learned, and I think that Corbin Burns, along with the other guys in the field, they'll be ready to go, and I don't think we'll see anything similar, but you can never be too cautious when it comes to Corbin Burns. I also wonder, and we talked about this uh, with our caller as well, because it, there will be concern, you know, not just for the fans, but as Matt said, with the players on the field, and of course the starting pitchers, Maeda and, and Burns. I'm wondering, Matt, 
if the Brewers put now they used to do this with the roof, if you remember, because Ryan Braun, when he was playing in right field, he didn't like the shadows. Okay, so they they closed just certain panels. It wasn't closed completely, but you'd have day games and they closed certain panels to provide shade. I'm wondering if they consider that tomorrow afternoon just to shade the players, not deal with the shadows. We just got to do enough to block the sun because that's going to take off five to eight degrees. I'm no meteorologist by any means, but just from experience, knowing the difference between sun and shade, that is a massive difference. So we'll see. The Brewers are the home team, and whoever has that switch to the roof tomorrow might be the most powerful person in American Family Field and in the city of Milwaukee tomorrow night. And I know there's a lot going on. (laughs) You uh, You know who I think has the control switch is... That bald guy on the Truman Show? I think he controls this. Whoever has it, who's ever in charge, again, it'll be a big game for the Brewers and the Twins. One ten p.m. tomorrow, we will have it for you on 620 WTMJ and along the Brewers Network. For producer Matt, for Jerry Augustine, Bob Brainerd, so long. Brewers Extra Innings is in the books.